to Pointless Podcasting. It's the podcast. It's the podcast. It's the Pointless Podcast. Pointless Podcast. Pointless Podcast. Okay, I'm overcompensating for the lack of energy at the beginning of the introduction for the first one, so I may be going a little over the top. Yeah, you're definitely going over the top. Who asked you? Well, I mean... Someone had to call it pull, pull you in because you, you're making a fool of yourself. I think I'm going to be the judge of whether I make a fool. Well, I don't think you are because clearly you're making a fool of yourself. You haven't realised yet, so it's reality check time. Yeah, well, I'm doing the podcast, not you, so we'll have less of that, okay? And more of me talking to the audience, you keeping your mouth shut, all right? Are we at? Yeah, is that good? Good. So, how are you? How are you doing? You know, you know I'm talking to. I'm talking to you, specifically. Forget everyone else that's listening. I'm talking to you, particularly. And I tell you what, you look great. You look, I don't know what it is you've done, but what I don't know if it's your hair, your clothes. Have you lost weight? It's look, you're looking good. You're looking very, in fact, you smell good as well. You're really taking good care of yourself. And uh, yeah, um, I'm very impressed, very impressed. Um, you know you're my favourite. We, you know who I'm talking to. You're my favourite. Um, doesn't mean I don't love all the rest of you, but all the whole two of you. But in particular, you know, you might have needed that little, that little uh, <clears throat> compliment. I'm not so good with compliments myself. I find them embarrassing um, and awkward. Um, I'd rather have someone take the Mickey out of me and make fun of me, and be able to laugh and joke and have a little bit of banter than I am someone giving me a, an actual, genuine compliment. I'm not too sure what to do with compliments. You know, I don't know whether I should hang them up and let them dry, or I should just, you know, put them in a tumble dry. I, and here we go again. First, we, we're talking crap. So let's let's get to the, the warning first, okay? Let's do that first. And the warning is, I am <clears throat> an angry old man idiot. Okay, so nothing I say should be taken as fact or, you know, anything that you should um, take too seriously. Yeah, because I'm probably going to spout a lot of nonsense and I don't even know if I really mean it. I mean, come on, who, who really does? Um, just the, uh, the, the mind of, of, a, of a loony, angry man. So well, now that's out of the way. Um, we can continue. I'm crisis, just because last time I realised I didn't even say who I was, but I am, I am crisis, that's who I am. Um, and nice to meet you, the ones that are here that are new, nice to meet you, how are you doing? Obviously I don't mean you, we've already discussed this, you know who I am and I know who you are. Oh, oh, don't give me those eyes, you know, you know that's, you know that's the way to my heart. Now, <clears throat> so for the people that don't know what this is, um, you're pretty much in the same boat as me because I have no idea what I'm going to be doing, saying, um, talking about, or um, or where this is going. But let's just start from the beginning, shall we? What were we talking about before? Compliments. Yeah, someone says something nice to you, like, I don't know, like, oh, oh, your hair, you've, uh, what have you done to your hair? I immediately go, what, what's wrong with my hair? 
You're like, no, no, it, it looks nice. I like it. It's, uh, you've got like ring, ring, rings in it. What? Why are you telling me this? What is it different? Am I going bald? What's happening here? Why are you being nice to me? I don't understand it. I'm resistant to this kind of conversation. And that could be anything. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not even something that I might be self-conscious about either. It's just in general. I immediately just start trying to investigate why I'm getting a compliment. Where did this come from? Hmm? Is this some sort of a uh, intervention? I've walked into an intervention, haven't I? Of other people from my life going to turn up in a minute and start telling me things about myself that I really, really don't want to know. Crisis. We love you. But it's the farting, okay? It's too much, you know. Um, Jane, do you want to speak first? Yeah. When I met you, you seemed like a pretty alright guy. I mean, you're an idiot, but you seemed okay. You know, you, you talked a lot of rubbish, but you're a friendly kind of guy. But then one day I realised what the smell was and it was you. And I noticed this because after about 20 minutes of being around your house, I noticed you lift your leg in a very casual way, like a dog would, to pee. <laughs> and just fart blatantly into the air. And it disgusts us. And we know you can't stop. And we've mentioned it to you before. Dave? Yeah, mate. Uh, thing is, mate, you know, we all fart on that, but uh, you've kind of like, it seems like you're trying to make some sort of sport out of it. And uh, that's not good, mate. It's just, it's just, I'm okay. This is nonsense. I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Let me apologise again and say I didn't sleep last night. So, you know, I might be even more stupid than normal. Um, I am an insomniac and I know that you're going to immediately throw that away because generally when you tell people you're an insomniac, they do that. It's like when you tell people you don't watch TV, it's like they've got this thing where they just don't believe you. Or, or they just don't want to register information or they don't understand the information. Dude, I don't watch TV. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But did you see Doctor Who the other night? Oh, my God. Did it? No, mate, I don't, I don't have TV. I don't have a, a, a cable attaching TV even, even to my house. I don't, I don't watch any TV shows. Oh, no, yeah, actually, yeah, no, you're not into TV. Oh, you don't really, you're not really into that. Have you seen The Killing? Um, eventually, you just, you're just going to fall back. And that conversation just going to give in. It could be years. It could be 10, 15, 20 years. And that will just never compute. It's like saying that I don't like to have butter on my bread. Or, of course, that I'm an insomniac. So when your brain isn't working or operating on a particularly good level. And you can't really put the most average, normal things together. Or you just start talking inane shit like I am now. It's because you haven't had any sleep. I mean, when I say no sleep, I mean occasionally you might get two hours. But majority of time it's no sleep. Anyway, hold on one second. I need to deal with life stuff. Hey, now that was so rude. I'm back and I'm ever so sorry about that. But you know, life type stuff happens, you know. I mean, I can guarantee you always um, that I will get a call during something that I'm doing that may take a little bit of concentration, just a slight bit of concentration, and even a slight bit of concentration is hard for me most of the time, especially on a night where I haven't slept. Oh, he brought it back, just about, like an idiot does, but now I realise this is just way too whiny, isn't it? I mean, 
Oh no, people don't listen to him when he tells them he doesn't watch TV and he can't sleep sometimes. Poor boy. Let's pull out the violins for you. So what else have I been doing? Oh, hmm. Football's happening again. Wave, boog, get in the ball when you stick it in the net. And you punch him in the face and you rock it in the Sorry, sorry. I've got a weird kind of form of football Tourette's. Um, as you can tell, I'm not a big fan of football. Don't get me wrong, trying to knock all your football fans out there before you come and burn my house down. Or not burn it down, but just like all stand enough of you outside my house and kind of push the top of the house and keep pushing it back until the house is actually rocking back and forth whilst going, because, yeah, we appreciate that, football fans. We love that. We love the fact that your your fandom overspills into aggression, chanting, racism and violence. Love it. It's the best thing about football. It's one of the things that's always appealed to me, you know. And it's funny you should say that because when I was really young, that was the only thing that appealed to me. Shit, it's all coming together now. Because when my dad took me to football, which, you know, I went because I just wanted to bond with my dad and I was very young. Um, I mean, I hated it so much that I looked forward to getting a, a warm cup of bovel. That's how bad I hated it. That was the highlight of the day. But another thing I did enjoy, funnily enough, because I was too young to really understand was the uh, most of the time racist and uh, very sweary uh, chanting that would happen whilst I was there. I won't repeat the stuff. I mean, I couldn't remember most of it anyway, but it was generally, well, you know, you know what it was like. And so, you know, I grew up in the 80s. And so, you know, I would really want to join in because I'm a kid, you know? So I can see how that would that would happen because I would be listening thinking, I want to join in with the, the cool ones that are screaming out. And I'd look at my dad and he'd have this look on his face as if to say, no, you don't, no, no, don't join in. But also he had a look at his eye of like, if you weren't here, you know he'd be joining in. <laughs> he'd actually be having his scarf right above his head. He'd be leading them. He'd be coming up with his own chance. Come on, oh, my son is not here today. Fuck you. Come on, God. No. <laughs> but, yeah. I never, I could never, I would watch them run past one way and they would be kicking the, the leather thing ball with the, the beef, the beef ball and then I'd watch them run past the other way and they'd be kicking the ball and occasionally someone would jump up and down and skid across the floor and occasionally it would go into the back of the rope net and people would jump up and down and occasionally someone would fall over what looked like the sort of fall that a toddler would fall over and get up immediately from and be absolutely fine and even smile but that they would then roll around on the floor going, but this is from an outsider and again I'm not trying to knock the sport I understand why people like it the, the actual sport part not the rest of the stuff the actual sport part just because I didn't like it it didn't mean that or it doesn't mean that uh that there's no reason for it. I mean, it's a healthy boost to the economy for one. Um, it's uh, about bonding and, you know, uh, sportsmanship and all that kind of stuff. But it's just not for me, you know? And it's the stuff that surrounded it. You know, the racism and the chanting and the screaming and the shouting and the over, the overzealous uh, wages and, uh, and the hate that it formed. I mean, I, I grew up and met quite a few um, 
let's call them uh, football, extreme football supporters. Yeah, we had another name for them back in the eighties. Um, still the same name, but we just don't tend to sort of feather it around so much, even though exactly the same sort of shit is just you know happening in a slightly milder way, as if to say. And now you know I'm rambling, so I, again, apologise. Um, I am just talking shit. Um, but I think if we didn't have football, then there'd be a massive amount of men that would just fight more. There would just be more fighting. I mean, it, it brings people together in a kind of tribal way, for sure. And yeah, okay, the, some, some of that has led to fighting between football camps and all that kind of stuff again remember from an idiot who knows nothing but without it without it without that thing to unify the song oh fucking songs get right without the songs to put together and the and the, the particular one to support another thing i don't like support um then i suppose there'd be more mass maraudering and just general fighting and stuff and then you need something else to kind of unify that type of man who needs to needs to get that out plus you know the pub would be really quiet it would be quite a dull place so again it's a conversation breaker now all of this is just nonsense okay and i and again i i do understand the passion and the love for football just not myself for me because it was explained to me by my best friend who we'll just call Mr Brown for this he knows who he is and he said to me look man the thing is you know how you're obsessed with music and you get all really overly passionate about these people you've never fucking met before you buy their albums and you listen to it and you study it and you're all obsessed with it and all this kind of shit so well that's how people are for football that's like football for me like that's it brings out that same passion and that feeling, and that was it. Like, I totally and utterly understood. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Not in the same way, but I get it. You can have that same feeling of someone being, for me and for music, someone being successful in what they do and reaching you, even though you don't know or have any connection with this person, really, you don't do much to their life other than just give some more money to, you know, even in, in football's uh, case, the clubs and to music, the studio, where they get a little bit of money. Even though you don't have that connection, really, with these people, you still kind of can't help but be behind them. You're like a cheerleader of this stuff, which is the same kind of thing. So I was like, okay, I get it. You know, I'll never get, I'll never, you know, there's nothing more boring to me than sitting down for like two hours or whatever it is and watching just a bunch of men just running up and down a pitch, kicking a ball into it. It's just, I just don't get it. It's just fucking boring to me. I just don't get it. But then there's some people that just don't like music. It's a mad thing. It makes no real sense to me. I'm like, well, how can you not like music? Everyone likes music. It does something to you. It warms your soul. It... It just, it makes you want to dance, you know? It makes you want to make love. It does so many things for you. It can make you angry, it can make you sad, it can be uplifting. Could do it, but some people are like, nah, doesn't really do it for me. Don't really listen to music. Doesn't really interest me at all. So, you know, it works both ways. And again, I like to apologise to anyone I've offended that's a football fan. I'm not trying to tarnish you all with the same brush. So, as a show of good faith, I'm going to come up with a new football chant just for you. 
and it goes football, football, kick it in the net. Hey, football, football, we don't break no nets. No, we will get on the pitch. We don't care if we fall in it. Football, 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 it's the greatest sport in the world. There you go. Hey, I'm a massive fan now. And now that England are doing really well at the moment, I think, last time I checked, because um, you, know, you can't help but hear about it, um, and they're doing really well, I've changed my mind entirely, and now I absolutely love football, because there's nothing football fans like more than someone that's never been into football, that suddenly the place where they come from, team, or England, if you're English, suddenly start doing well, that they start getting into football and talk about how much they love football, and then saying things like, oh, no, mate, I've always loved it. It's always been my thing. In fact, I like to do that to one of my friends on occasionally and just pretend, but they know, they know full well that I'm full of shit. And after listening to this absolute nonsense, you should know as well that I'm full of shit. But, you know, <sighs> you, you put it on. Don't blame me. I tried. I did try. Talking of trying, I watched all of the Saw films again a little while ago, not that long ago. The whole of the Saw franchise. I saw Saw, I see Saw, I see Saw. <laughs> I saw Saw. Um, obviously, I've seen Saw before, I've seen Saw, see Saw before. But I thought I would spend, you know, a few days watching them all together, one after another, because, you know, that's fucking smart, ain't it? With these bloody movies. And, um, oh my God. I mean, I, I remember when it first came out, I went to the cinema to see Saw. <laughs> I went to the cinema to see Saw. And she saw Saw, see? And I went to the cinema, and I've said that again. I went, shall I say it again? Why don't you say it again? No, I've already told you, you don't get involved in... Yeah, but you, know, you, you repeat yourself now, so what's the point? People don't give a shit what you have to say. The stuff about football, mate, you should be embarrassed. You're going to offend some... So many people, just expect your house to be rocking any fucking, will you shut up? I'm trying to do a podcast. This is not helpful. This doesn't help any, any way at all. You're doing this arguing with me. So shut up. Thank you. So I went to see it at the cinema originally and um, I was blown away because at the time when it was made, it wasn't this massive franchise, which, you know, I'd say probably owes more of a debt to the slasher genre of the 70s and 80s than anything else. Um, it was like this standalone, really interesting movie that was full on. Because, again, even though you know, you've had a lot of gory stuff on the film, um, there's some scenes in that film that I'd say were reasonably unique for the time. I mean, it kind of started the whole, what I like to call horn, you see, a combination of Horn and horror. Horn. I made that up. I, I, I made that up before the whole torture porn label was about. I invented horn first. Thank you very much. But... <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, so, you hadn't seen that level of intensity, I suppose, when it came to, hey, you're in this really fucking bad situation... And now you, to get out of it, you're going to have to do something real, real bad to yourself. Have you got the guts to do that? Like, cut your own leg off. Or whatever. And also, another thing I should say, although I'm not going to probably go too depth in, too much depth into it, but, you know, spoilers in case I spoil stuff, which I probably will, because I'm a real good spoiler. I'm such a spoiler. 
Um, no, I'm not. I'm actually really good with shit like that normally. It, but this is a podcast, and I feel like if you listen to the podcast, and I've already warned you, and also these films have been around for a while now, it's not like they're new, then, you know, you'd have to just skip forward or something. But to be honest with you, I doubt I'm really going to ruin too much anyway, because I'm an incoherent idiot. So, you know, you could probably watch the films, and most of them are pretty much incoherent, convoluted nonsense anyway, so don't worry about it. It's fine. You'll probably still enjoy them or not. And it would have nothing to do with what I'm saying. What was I saying? Who bloody knows what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, <clears throat> it was a bit different. You had the setup, you had the tension, you had the interest in, you know, two guys in a room, they don't know how they got there, how the hell are they going to get out, they're getting given these little traps and these little ideas as it goes on, and then as it goes on, it expands, and oh no, there's a group of other people and they're going through this series of traps, and, and then oh, they've got to try and get out of there, and oh, this is interesting, and who's the guy that's watching them on the cameras? Oh, the tension builds, and then you get to the, the climax, and there's lots of twisty, turny bits at the end, it's like, oh, dun dun dun, turns out that this guy was really behind it all along, and he was... He was watching through the cameras, but he was actually doing the same game as him. He had to take care of him, and all the other kind of twisted stuff happened at the end. But it was reasonably coherent for the first film. It did reasonably make sense, and yeah, it was not a bad twist. And I watched it, and I thought, hey, that's a good movie. I enjoyed that. That was different. I didn't think, ever would I have thought, that there's a franchise there. It was just a standalone movie. It made sense as a standalone movie. I think it was James Wong, um, who c- come off the back of what I can remember, um, used to direct episodes of X Files and stuff like that. I think, and obviously now he's massive. He's directed a bunch of really successful horror film franchises, and eventually uh, went on to start directing like big DC movies. I think he directed Aquaman, for example, and loads of other stuff. So he's you know this, this dude's very respectable and very talented director so what the hell do I know again um, <clears throat> it was a competent movie no way would it be sequel bait <clears throat> but no a little while after that Saw 2 was uh... <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> Saw 2 was uh, was announced and I'm thinking oh man there is no way that this film is gonna be anything like the first one it's just gonna be like you know when you've got that long, not even long running, I mean, something like Species, for example, right? You make the spe- the first Species movie, okay? And here we go, as he's sidetracking, trust me, I will come back to Saw. You make the first Species movie, right? It's a reasonably big budget, okay? You've got a few names in there, you know, n- not anything too expensive, but enough to be a, a reasonably big budget commercial film. But the second movie, no one really cares that much, so it's more of a kind of straight-to-DVD at the time sequel. You up the gore stakes, you have less wages for the actors, you can try and keep a few people in there and pay them a little bit less, but really you're just you're you're now just making a film and you're relying on the name of the film, you know, the name of the franchise, and you know, diehard fans will be in there and they'll watch it anyway, you know, throw a bit more extra gore in it. So that's what I was expecting from Saw Two. Well I got from Saw Two, oh no. It was excellent, in my opinion. It was fantastic. And they somehow managed to connect what was happening and what, sorry, had happened in the first film with the second film and add to it. So now I'm like, Jesus, I was completely wrong about this. This is fantastic. This might even be better than the first one. This is bloody cool. And then 
you know the third one's coming at this point. And I watched that. And again, they managed to connect everything. Okay, it was a little bit convoluted, but they managed to connect it together. And you're like, oh, that happened. And that, and it twisted to them being like, I'm trying to not be specific. Um, it, and that person was with them all along. And they did that with all along. Oh, that's, re- that's really interesting. By the fourth film, you know, you're now in for this. You're like, well, I'm, I'm in. I'm in for a penny and for a pound. So I might as well carry on. I'm going to see where this goes. So you hang around watching them. And yeah. <laughs> By the fourth film and the fifth film, you know, I don't want to say they jumped the shark, but you're adding things that clearly were not there. They were not thought about when they were making the first film, let alone the second film. I mean, uh, to be honest, <clears throat> I don't even think that they were thinking about making a second film and the shit, and that was made up. You know, to connect it, it wasn't originally written. I could be wrong. I've not looked into it enough, and I'm an idiot, so I might be wrong. But by the time you get to the fourth and the fifth one, there's no fucking way they had those ideas, and they were like, "Oh, just wait till we get to seven, and they see what it's really been about all along." Oh no, they didn't. They were like, "What can we go with this now? What can we bring back from the first couple of films to try and tie all this shit together?" Because the people are thirsty. Right, they love seeing people getting mashed up in these traps. Okay, they love playing games, and they need more games, and they need more nonsense to keep this fucking baby going. Whatever we can do, man, this is a cash cow, and we are not putting it down. So, anyone got any more ridiculously convoluted ideas? Because that's what we need. <clears throat> and so the franchise carries on and carries on. But the thing is, I may be ripping it apart, but who sat and watched? Saw. One, two, saw the final chapter, otherwise known as Saw 3D. Don't get me fucking started on 3D. Um, followed by, um, was it Jigsaw? Okay, and now I mention this because, you know, I, I watched them all together. I knew what I was going in for. I knew that the first three films were good. The fourth one wasn't terrible. The fifth and the sixth, the fifth one was convoluted and ridiculous, but I just about hung in there. You know, by this point, my partner had given up. She's like, fuck, this is rubbish. And I was like, yeah, but I'm just going to follow through. The sixth one was absolute tripe. <clears throat> and the seventh one was desperately clinging. Um, but no good. No good. But now they've, you know, they've got the new one out, haven't they? And it's called Spiral from the Book of Saw. And, you know, it might be a good one though, right? Because why should we learn from our lessons? We don't, do we? Why would we? And if we love something and we've put all that time and energy into it, we're going to see it through, aren't we? We need to punish ourselves. We need to keep watching them. All right? We need to watch Halloween 2. We need to watch Halloween 3. Well, of course we're going to watch Halloween 4, 5, 6, 7. We're going to watch the Rob Zombie remakes because it's Halloween, right? Just like every other slasher genre. Just like the 13, is it 12, Friday the 13th movies. Or all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. The shitty ones too. Because you can't just, for me, I can't just go, oh, I'm going to watch a really good horror film. I'm going to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what I'm going to do because that's a good bloody movie. Or maybe I'll watch... Nightmare on Elm Street 3, because that's a good movie. That's excellent. No, I have to watch all of them. I have to watch the shitty ones too. I can't just, you know, not in the same day. <clears throat> Otherwise, you know, you go to bed that night and one, two, Freddy will be coming for you. Mm-mm.
but I've got, to, I've got to go through. I can't just buy the one film. Now I've got to have the box set. I've got to have all the films. I've got to put myself through the ones I know I hate again. Like, what am I doing to myself? Am I thinking that, yeah, maybe this time though, maybe something in me has changed, and that something in me that's changed is suddenly going to make this film better than it was before somehow? Like, I'm going to go, oh, I never really saw that in the book. That can happen. That can happen. <laughs> I mean, not that often. Generally, if a film is that bad, but sometimes we mature, you know, not in my case, of course, but something close to maturing means that occasionally I do watch a film as I'm older and I do see things in there that I just wasn't mature enough to understand when I was younger. Or I appreciate cinema a little bit more and I appreciate maybe a metaphor or an allegory or something that wasn't there before. So it can happen. But we'll spiral with Chris Rock. I love Chris Rock. He's like one of the greatest stand-up comedians that ever lived. And Samuel L. Jackson, motherfucker got snakes off the plane. What more do you want from this dude? Pulp Fiction, do we need to go on? Um... <clears throat> I mean, they're in it, aren't they? they? We like them. They're good. And, you know, maybe they're going to reinvent it. It's going to be all different this time. They're not going to just do what they did before and make it seem like it starts out like a normal kind of film that's slightly different and then, you know, end with that same convoluted series of, like, little clips from all of the previous films with some sort of really, really thin, elastic band sort of Play-Doh holding it all together very thinly as it all crumbles and falls apart. No, it's all going to be a cohesive, really well-written, structured, stable movie franchise. Like it's always been. Yeah? Like this podcast. Stable and structured. <laughs> oh, damn. I think that's probably where we should leave it. But before I go, what I will say is I will be here again next Friday. And I will be putting these out every Friday. And in fact, Friday, today, is the 9th of July in 2021. And if you were around the 9th of July in 2021, um, you know what it's like, dude. I know, I know, dude, I know. Don't worry, it's going to get better. And if you weren't and you're looking back at this and things are better in the future, then good for you, you lucky fucker. If it got worse, sorry about that. Um, so, but if you were there, yeah, you know what's going on. And uh, I'll be here next Friday. And um, <clears throat> you can also, before I go, I also have a YouTube channel um, called Carnival Crisis. Uh, just the Carnival Crisis YouTube channel. Search for it. You can either search Carnival Crisis or you can search Carnival Crisis Pointless Unboxing, where I do this kind of sarcastic um, unboxing videos. They're sarcastic, but all the information is there too. Um, and I do like limited edition films, still books, things like that. And I also uh, make music, if you can call it that, and uh, do some rippity rap talking stuff. And I also uh, do little mini movie stroke trailer spoof videos and things like that. Check the channel out. There's lots of different stuff on there, but it's mainly unboxing and music stuff, all original stuff, which I make with little budget, but a lot of love. And and I will leave you with a lot of love, especially you. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's going to get better, dude. And uh, I'll see you next Friday. Bye.